Thanks for finding my show, Organic Matters, wherever you're getting it. One of the podcasts or one of the stations that's run actually uh, on in real time. But appreciate you tuning in. For this part of the show, I'm going to talk about something that I found recently. It's a brand new study that I found of some importance. I found it in a uh, paper called Inside Climate News, which is a reputable peer-reviewed science source. As a matter of fact, they're a Pulitzer Prize-winning, nonpartisan source that mostly deals with the biggest crisis facing our planet on a regular basis. And I've used them a number of times, and each time when I check, it's definitely facts that have been brought forward by people that are, in essence, real experts in the, in the field that they're actually uh, presenting you the facts from. Back when we all still watched TV for news instead of the cables and had real newspapers that actually had the news in them, not just commentary, uh, we could believe them. It's not true anymore. A lot of what you hear has zero, zero science backing, and yet you hear it and you tell someone else, and then I meet again people that I find intelligent in the other ways that believe this stuff. And when you go to look up facts versus fiction, or you go up more importantly and find the actual science papers that they think they that you would think they'd be using to quote, no, it's just they're just making it up. It's so it's all for sensationalism, and most of them pretend they're newscasters. No, they may be news commentators, but this isn't facts, folks. It's just not true. So be a little bit more careful about where you get your information from. Even though I think not much of Tucker Carlson, the thing is that he does at least let him, he tells you he is not a newscaster, actually, even though he's on a news channel. That he's actually a news commentator. Unfortunately, in listening off and on, I do catch it. I can't find anything he bases his statements on. There is no science behind what he says. It's all for sensationalism. If you want to be entertained and you call that entertainment, then do it. But don't think you're getting news that has any facts behind it when you've got a Tucker Carlson presenting it to you. It's just not true. And, and if it is, hey, start showing me the facts. And he sure as hell doesn't do that. So as for my overlong intro there, I just finally, I've, I've, I've been looking for today's show. I do my news watches for a day or two ahead. I try to find out things that I hope people will be interested in. More importantly, that it's true. And I just keep coming across this stuff that's just utterly BS. And yet not a few but more and more people begin to believe these pseudo-newscasters as if they're really telling you the news. And then you wonder why the world's kind of fighting and having a big battle, because we're not even battling over what really is happening. It's in a whole third world somewhere that the only point they have is making money, number one, always follow the money, and number two, they don't care what they say. They don't, they don't, I bet they don't, I bet that guy, he might read more than I do in an hour or a week or a day for a show, but he doesn't comprehend it. He says what he thinks will sensationalize his listeners for the next show. But I digress. Let's get back to the, the studies that have been found that identifies uh, outdoor air pollution and, and exactly what its effects are on us both short-term and long-term. Deaths from exposure to emissions from vehicles, smokestacks, wildfires, and general industrial pollution have increased by more than 50% this century, with poorer countries, of course, bearing the brunt of these impacts more so than we feel it. 
Since the turn of the century, global deaths attributable to air pollution have increased by more than that half, a development that researchers say underscores the impact of pollution as, quote-unquote, the largest existential threat to human and planetary health we are truly aware of. The findings, part of a study published uh, just a week ago, about a week ago Tuesday, in The Lancet, incidentally respected, peer-reviewed medical publication that was just for reference, originally started in 1823, found that pollution was responsible for an estimated 9 million deaths around the world in the last year that was completely studied, 2019. Fully half of those fatalities, about 4.5 million of them, were the result of ambient or outdoor air pollution, which is typically emitted by vehicles and industrial sources like power plants and factories. And at least in our country, the last year or two, the amount of fires we've been going through, the number of deaths can be attributed to the ambient air pollution that has increased by over 55% to over 4.5 million from what was 2.9 million uh, since the year 2000. Deaths from ambient air and chemical pollution were so prevalent, the study's authors said that they offset a decline in the number of deaths from other pollution sources typically related to conditions of extreme poverty, including indoor air pollution and water pollution. Pollution is still the largest threat to human and planetary health and jeopardizes the sustainability of modern societies, folks, as much as Anything that we've studied or that I've looked at in the 20, well, 27 years I've been doing this show, but the 40 years I've been interested in this subject. The report noted that countries with lower collective incomes often bear a disproportionate share of the impacts of pollution deaths and called on governments, businesses, and other entities to abandon fossil fuels and adopt clean energy sources. We're going to have to do that sometimes, folks, and I think the sooner the better. Despite its enormous health, social, and economic impacts, pollution prevention is largely overlooked in the international development agenda. At this point in history, attention and funding has only minimally increased since the year 2015, despite well-documented increases in public concern about pollution and its health effects. In another peer-reviewed study produced by the 2017 Lancet Commission on Pollution and Health, Using data from a 2015 Global Burden of Disease, they actually have a GBD for that, found that roughly 1.2 million deaths were attributable to household air pollution, most people don't even think about that, which generally comes from tobacco smoke, household products and appliances, and especially the cleansers and things we use in the house that's supposed to clean us up. Some of that stuff's pretty nasty on your body, folks. About 1.3 million deaths were attributable to water pollution alone, and well over 900,000, almost a million deaths, attributable to lead exposure, especially in older homes. Think about it this way. Well, it sounds like a lot of people that pollution alone kills 9 million people globally. That is, by itself, more death than from AIDS, tuberculosis, malaria, and drug and alcohol use all combined. All told, the study's authors wrote, 16% of deaths around the world are attributable to pollution, which, to put a dollar figure, which, like I always say, follow the money, results in more than a $4 trillion cost in global economic losses. 
Of course, ambient air pollution can be generated by a number of things, but in the last number of years, okay, as far as a source comes, let's talk about wildfires. The extreme heat and wind patterns that are developed in these wildfires definitely deteriorate air quality. It's really well noted that in recent years, smoke from wildfires in California and the American West traveled all the way across the United States to the East Coast. At one point during the 2020 wildfire season, residents in as much as 70% of the western U.S. experienced real negative air quality because of the blazes in the west. Of course, do you realize that wildfire smoke alone has multiple harmful air pollutants? We don't even fully understand all the things that are in that smoke, but we know that it's increasing fine particulate matter, which is something that directly affects individuals' health. It is something that we can inhale and it affects our cardiovascular and respiratory systems at least, and it can cause premature mortality in heavy cases and developmental harm even down the road. Many, many different health impacts associated with wildfires are, have probably not even been studied enough yet to know the facts. One of the things they've learned from studying these impacts, that they actually increase fatalities from people that happen to also contract COVID-19, or for that matter, even other respiratory illnesses. We're talking about exposure of people to multiple air pollutants and also exposure of multiple people simultaneously to these air pollutants, which has implications for managing the burden that we've put on our health care system. Interestingly, even though we've known and studied about this particular problem for a number of years, we actually haven't accomplished much in handling it because the 9 million annual deaths attributed to the pollution have basically been unchanged over the past five years that we've actually been studying. And in my opinion, and I do tell you when I'm making an opinion, to me it's quite disheartening just given the really staggering impact that this has on health, that it is all 100% preventable, basically with just a little bit of work. We actually know how to deal with the problem, folks, and yet we haven't done much about it. We still have just as much, at least, impact as we've had half a decade ago. It should really call, folks, to me for a real call to action to, our, of all people, the politicians, which don't have a lot to do about knowing science, most of them. Let's take this seriously and put the resources that need to be put in, both financial resources, but really political willpower is what we've got to change to deal with this and we'll have a healthier global population forever down in the future if we'll just take time to take care of it now. And for a heads up for some of my other shows, I've been looking for a couple weeks now. I'm waiting on a paper that I say paper, it's going to be email, but it's just coming out and hasn't been released to the public yet. But fossil fuels, folks, aren't just harming the planet. They're making a lot of people sick, and we know it, and we've now got studies to prove it. So in the next week or maybe two weeks, I don't know what it's going to take me to throw it together. I will do a whole, maybe more than one quarter of the show. But we have got to find an answer for the politicians besides letting them line their pockets from the fossil fuel companies of justifying whatever it takes to start eliminating the use of fossil fuels 
uh, on a long-term basis. I actually just saw a scientist on uh, public PBS, public television, that is, is going to delve into this subject along with the, the paper I'm waiting on that I'll probably wait for it when that comes out and I'll, I'll make a whole part of my program on it. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matter.